0: Welcome, 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 welcome to the R.I.P. 28 podcast, the R.I.P. 28 podcast. This is a podcast where a few friends can get together and we can talk about a few things. Now, some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like, but we're going to keep on talking about them here on the R.I.P. 28 podcast. I am your humble host, Slaughter Sports Guy, joined by a couple of my real good friends, my real good friends. man. First, we always start off with the president. What's going on there, Presidente?
1: Hey, good evening, everybody out there. See Nez in the building. Uh, Just coming in from Birmingham, Alabama basketball time. straight off the road to the show. So let's
2: get it popping.
0: And the other corner, the top corner, the original doctor, Dr. J. What's going up, Doc?
2: Not much, not much. Good Sunday uh, afternoon. I had a nice little first spring day run outside. It wasn't wasn't too bad. Sipping on me some uh, electrolytes. (laughs) <laughs> trying to get my get my fluids back in, in me, you know. I let y'all fellas handle handle the, uh, the alcohol this afternoon, so. Oh, Lordy,
0: Lordy. Now we got the Educator's Educator. What's going on, LBZ? What's going on, LBZ? Man, it's BZ the Great, the Educator's Educator, just here to be educated on a few
3: things today.
0: I hear you now now, on the rip twenty eight podcast, what we like to do, man? We like to bring in some special guests from time to time, and now, when we go and get special guests, we like to get heavy hitters. We like to get the ones who really know what's going on, man, the people in the field who who bring a lot to the show. Well, wow. we went out and we found wow. one guy we had Jawan tell us, man, it wasn't enough light skin representation on the rip twenty eight podcast, so we went and got one. We went. <laughs> We went and got a young man who definitely gonna bring a lot to our show. We got the one and only Kyle Green, senior. <laughs> How you doing, Kyle?
4: You hear me, Kyle? What's up, fellas? Man, I am super excited to be here. I'm super excited to be on y'all platform. Um, I'm ready to hop into the conversation, man. It seems like y'all 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 been homeboys for a really long time, so I know it's gonna be fun. I know it's gonna be informative, and I know it's gonna be inspirational. So I'm ready. All right, man. We brother.
0: Man, we're glad to have you here. We're glad to have you here, man. First off, man, we want to start off. We want to start off, man. We want to make sure everybody knows. Everybody knows that we are available everywhere for all our fans out there who want to check us out, who want to subscribe, who want to uh, talk to us, follow us, all that good stuff. We're everywhere you want to be, man. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on YouTube, we're on Podbay, uh, what else? Google, Twitter, Anchor, SoundCloud, Facebook. Where we at, man? We everywhere, right? We we all the we all the way out there, ain't? all the way. And now here's the thing: not international, international, all international. Now. Not only we're very happy that you all decided to listen or or you decided to watch, but what we need, we also need you to hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Leave a comment. And let's just be honest. Let's be honest. Man, hey, if you don't like or you don't subscribe, your mama probably raised you wrong. That's the only thing I can think of for somebody not to like or not to subscribe to this podcast. Your mama probably raised you wrong. All Uh right. All right, now we got all that out the way. We got yeah. all that out of the yeah. way, man. We won't dive right into this thing. We won't dive right into it, man, and give a give an introduction to who we have here, man. We got a guy by the name of Cal Green. Now, a lot of you guys, a lot of you people out there, know Kyle. Some 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 of our listeners might not know him, but Kyle Cal is like he is one of the most sought after one of the most sought-out youth motivational speakers in the country. You know, his speeches, they captivate you. They motivate you. They re- rejuvenate you. They do all of that stuff to you, man. They make you feel good when you, when you listen to this young man get, get out there and talk to the, to the youngsters out there. Um, starting off, the young man, he first published his first book in, um, what's that, 2015 called The Mentality Changer, A Journey to Help Change How You Once Thought About You. They say this book has changed mindsets in people all over the world. He later co-authored his second book, father, da- or hashtag father-daughter goals, how a beautiful bond between a father and a daughter and his daughter was formed by a simple promise with his daughter, Ar- Arbia. I hope I said that name right, man. I, I, I hate the. Did I say it right? Is it Arbara? Yeah. Okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Also, this young man, you know, during the uh, pandemic... He launched his newest business, uh, his newest business venture called the G O A T Academy. The GOAT Academy is designed to help and inspire business owners and influencers to grow their brand. As a brand influencer and a brand coach, he believes that every business owner, with the right guidance, support, and education, has the potential to become the greatest of all time in their respective industries. Man. That sounds good,
1: man. <laughs> so I like that. I like that. It say from a kid to a goat. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up right there, bro. Man, now, it, it's, it's, it's real funny that I see two two Juans on the screen right now, man. The boys look like brothers <laughs> out there. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: hey, Chance, Chance, you got Doug and Doug <laughs> two Lakers. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>
0: Not, not Kyle, man, you know, we're, we're happy to have you here, man. But first, man, we, we just want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Who are you, man? I gave you the, the rundown, the can version, man. Can, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, man? Who are you?
4: Yeah, so, man, um, I'm somebody who came from very humble beginnings. Um, my My mom was on drugs my whole life. She lost not one but two boyfriends that overdosed. When they were getting high, I hated my mom when I was a kid because she was not there for me. So I couldn't understand, you know, you carried me for nine months and why would you not come to any football games, any basketball games? Why didn't you not come when I was recognized for being an AB honor roll student? And why weren't you at any of my like academic challenge events? Um, Like, so my mom was on drugs. My dad lived in the next town over. So I'm from Jasper County. My dad lived in Beaufort County. He lived in St. Helena. Um, so he wasn't there in the home. Um, my grandmother, she had 18 kids. She raised me and my sister. Um, she did so much with so little to afford me the opportunity, um, where I could just kind of have some type of, um, life, even if I didn't have like the, a lot of the material things that my friends had. Um, I had a daughter and I was 16 in the 10th grade. Um, I was educated in one of the worst school districts in South Carolina um, I don't know where Jasper County ranks now, but when I was coming up, kids wasn't graduating from high school and going off to college, at least not a lot of them. We had a hard time reading on our respective grade levels. We did poorly on standardized tests. So I came through all of that. Right. And then one day um, my son, he came downstairs and he was like, your dad, I can't wear my rock star hoodie anymore because I might get killed like Trayvon Martin. And that's when Trayvon Martin was murdered in Sanford, Florida. I never visited Sanford, Florida. I never met Sabrina Fulton. I never met Trayvon Martin, but my son, um, he really him saying that it triggered something inside of me. And I was listening to Sabrina Fulton say, this could have happened to any one of our sons. And she was speaking at the 1 million hoodie March that they were having. Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton was having in New York. And so, and, uh, I went on my, my social media and I said, Hey, what do y'all think about doing a rally for Trayvon Martin? I didn't think nobody was really going to react and respond. Right. But sometimes, man, when you put stuff out in the atmosphere, God really holds you accountable for it. So I kind of spoke it into the atmosphere and then I had people and it, it was like one, two o'clock in the morning when I did it, man, I woke up the next day. It had hundreds of shares, likes, comments, Kyle, yo, I can help do a graphic. Yo Kyle, I can help you with the logistics. And it really just grew organically over two days. I called it the 1000 hoodie March. It grew to um, 3,700 people showed up that Saturday at Finley Park in Columbia, South Carolina. And then that's when everything was kind of burst out and, and was born into what you see today. So it took like a tragic moment. Um, it took um, an adverse situation for me to discover what my purpose is and was in life, and that's to bring people together, white people, black people, young people, old people, people in, um, you know, like corporate America. I was uh, managing an artist, so I brought the hip-hop community together, and that just really started something to, to what it is now where I go and inspire and motivate and change mindsets and get people to see the very best in themselves and get people to tap into that potential for greatness that lives deep down inside of us because you can't be great until you reach deep down inside of who you are as a person to extract those gifts, to extract those dreams and those ideas, and turn them into reality. So that's just a little bit about like how it started, man. I took a moment in time and I made it into a movement. So whoever listening, whoever watching, I want you right now. Whatever moments that you have happened in your life, man, you can take that moment right now and you can make it into your movement. That's I did true, it. Man. That's what's up, man. Everybody
1: got it in them, man. You just gotta find a way to pull it out,
4: right? Exactly.
1: For
0: sure. For sure. And and like that, that that that's that's so interesting, man. You say how, you know, like Chance was saying, everybody got it in, you just have to find a way to pull it out. You know, I, I, I hear a lot, you know, even though I, I don't live in Columbia anymore. But I, I hear a lot of, of how you go and you speak to these schools and and, and you speak to the youth whether it's in person. Or I guess with the pandemic now, you know, through through Zoom and through Skype, you speak to these youngsters, man. And how do you get them to relate to you? I mean, I know I, I say you're a young brother, man. I mean, you you're older than these kids. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying how, how you get how do you get yeah. the kids to <laughs> To get your message, because I mean, I'm be honest, we were all teenagers, man. Anybody over 25 was old, you know. We ain't care what they had to say. How how do you get them to to listen to you? Right.
4: So when I go in, man, like most kids, um, like my man, that's an educator, right? Most kids want to just know that you care. So once you're able to show them that you genuinely care about them, and you're not just there for a check, you just you there because You care about like their well-being, their success, their future, their present. And you can relate to what they're going through because oftentimes adults can't relate to what kids are going through. We act like these kids not struggling with some type of addiction, not struggling with um, denial or rejection or heartache. Like we act like these kids are, are like they just have the best world. Right. And their lives are perfect. So when I go into these schools and I share my story and I tell them what I went through. And I'm like, yo, I don't care that I drove up in here in a white BMW a 528i. I remember I had to walk down my dirt road and I would have to catch a ride to go to football practice. And I would practice for two and a half hours. And I would have to catch a ride back to my home, t- like to where to my home. So when, when kids hear that and they're like, dang, like, yo, he just like me. Like he went through something just like me because everybody has a story. And every, I don't care how old you are, everybody has a story. Young kids, their story is still being written. Even as adults, our story is still being written. But we have like more chapters in our book. I'm just trying to get these kids to know that even though they might be going through a rough chapter right now, like it's still hope on the other side. So once I show that I care, once I show that I'm sincerely, unapologetically someone who came from the bottom, who struggled their entire life, they like, yo, if he made it, maybe I can make it. And all I do is just give hope. Oh yeah, definitely. Hey. I like that. Um,
1: you know, LeBron is a teacher right now. I was a teacher and coach for eight years as well. And you know, that's that's exactly the same way we feel as well. You know, you they got to know that you care about them before you can try to tell them what to do and do all this stuff, man. And that that that's what a lot of people don't get. And then I'm in uh, management now, and it's the same way in the workforce. You know if you're just out there trying to be a dictator or something like that, nobody nobody want to follow you doing that. You got to hey. show that you genuinely care about these people that you got their best interests at heart and then that's where you get people to follow you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you, what you're saying, man.
3: That's a key point. Um, one of my favorite quotes is, kids don't care what you know until they know that no, you care. care. Yes, sir, because yes, once once you once they know that you care about them, then they can open up to you. Right. They don't want somebody to come in that's, you know what I'm saying, that can't relate to them like you said before. If you can't relate to them, you will never break down some of these barriers and these walls that they have built up from their past and the things that have, they have experienced. So you got to show them that you care first. If they don't see that you care, and kids are genuine, they know. Right. They know. They can tell. They have these senses that tell me, Mr. Cowell is sincere, Mr. Sylvester is sincere such and such, I don't know, they might be here for a check, but they can tell, but once they know you genuinely care, that's when you can really be effective and break down those walls and really get down to the the root issues.
4: And and I'm going to just say real quick, so, and and I speak like everywhere, man, like like I I got a a really big following, right? And it's because when I speak, like these kids follow me. I had this one girl, right? She graduated. She got a tattoo in her like middle her arm it says you don't know my story if i forgot how i said it, if you don't know my glory like i said something like that when i was speaking that girl went and got it tattooed on her arm like bruh, she went and got it tattooed my words on her arm like tattoos don't leave your body unless you kind of have some you know where you can get it like taken but (laughs) She has it permanently, my words, tatted on her arms. And she was like, yo, man, you don't know how much you just really impacted my life. Man, that's one of the most the dopest things I've ever had experience in my entire yeah. life. Hey, what
1: people don't understand, you know, you, you're you inspiration to other people, but they just don't know how much they're an inspiration to you as well when something like that happens. You know what I'm saying? That's swear, just keep yeah. you push, pushing on to, you know, to keep it going. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah.
0: Now now let me ask you a question man you you know you you've took taking the route and you you're trying to empower our youth and help our youth but but what would you advise the, the 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 regular joe the the average cat out there on the street and and he wants to do something to help he he wants to be of help how how, how would you go at him and, and and
4: put him to work i guess you know so you mean as far as, like, helping them get to their next level? Or yeah, you know, we got help, like, with kids.
0: Well, if they – well, both. I'm glad you said that, helping them to get to their next level, too. I'm glad you said that, too. We, we can go, go on that, too. But but we got a lot of listen. We got a lot of listeners, and, you know, they'll write us letters and write us stuff about, you know, we want to be more effective in the community. You need to – you know, you we might need to do more in the community. But But how can we – how can we do it cuz like you said you you started off by just putting out a tweet or a Facebook post saying let's have this 100 hoodie march but but what can somebody else do if they want to help
4: so so what what other people can do right you find the things that you are really like good at you find the things that you are elite at so when we think about like um like Tom Brady or or Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, you know, we really consider them goats. Right. And I always say this being a goat, it doesn't just have to be synonymous to sports figures. Like you can be the goat. If you do landscaping, if you do real estate, um, if you do like makeup, if you do lashes, like if you do barbering, like you can be the goat in whatever area that you are really good at. Right. So maybe you're a barber. Like every kid may not go to college. And that's perfectly fine. But if you can teach a kid how to cut hair and show them, yo, this is how you line it up. This is how you do a temp fade. This is what I do. This is what I do. When you kind of just get start like some type of internship where maybe you you know, have a chair, a booth for, for one person that might be trying to get to that next level. Like just doing the things that you already good at and then giving a the kid an opportunity. Because like I said, most kids, not all kids don't necessarily go to college. And that's all right. But if you can give them a trade and you can show them what you're doing, you'll just give a kid hope where they don't have to feel like they got a turn or they have to go to the streets to find like easy money. Like, man, you cut uh, uh, 10 hairs, you charge $10, maybe you do two hours. That's $100 that you just made, whether you was trying to sell a pack or, or whatever the case might be. You see what I'm saying? So just taking what you're really good at, taking the things that you're really elite at, and then giving a kid an opportunity where they can excel in what you're good at and then giving them guidance to make sure if they fall down, you help them get back up. If they fall down again, you help them show what to do. To, so to make sure that the next time that they fall, they don't need you to help them get up. They know that they can get up on their own. So you can start giving kids hope by doing the things that you're really good and you're really elite at. We had a similar topic about this on the prior show but you
1: know, College ain't for everybody, like you say, you know. Yeah. Find find your trade, man. There's people that's welding, coming out of high school, making $120,000 a year, doing stuff like that, you know. Auto mechanic, you know, like you said, doing hair, all that. I mean, if you go to school for, what, one, two semesters, you out in the workforce making money, man. So it's, it's a lot of options that people just don't know about that we need to put out there and get them, get them going, man, so.
4: Yeah. yeah and and then too and so and then not just with the trades and the cut hair so like with me i really got involved on a social issue man you know how much stuff going on right now in the country we got um what happened here in columbia in the summit i have no idea why that army sergeant why he did it in columbia out of all of the places you can do columbia is not the place to really do that like in but to, to get involved <laughs> on social issues and um, you know, helping to coordinate, like, you don't have to be the person to to do like me, who like thought of it, did it execute. You don't have to be that person. You can just be there and support. You can be there to lend your voice. You can be there to help break down tables, help set up. Like you can do any of those little intangible things because, um, as long as we all build in towards the same goal, like the, the, the results is not just like, I wasn't just trying to shine when I did that event, right? I wanted everybody else to shine. I wanted everybody else to, to feel like, you know, Columbia is going to be a place that's going to make us, that's going to take a stand. Because oftentimes, man, you're either going to stand for something or you're going to fall for anything. So we got to start making a stand um in our community, especially as black men. I think oftentimes we we have black women who kind of kind of carry the mantle when it comes to social causes, when it comes to being very involved in the community. Um, and I think right now, man, I'm just calling out all men, man. Don't be afraid. Just take a stand.
0: Oh man. I'm glad I'm glad you said that. Hold, hold, give, give me one second, bro. I'm glad you said that about men and the brothers stepping up, man, because you know, sisters get a lot of flack, man. And they catch it. They catch it from both sides, man. They catch it from the white man and, and they catch it from us brothers, but sisters have been carrying us brothers for a long time. Um, when it comes to a yeah. lot of community issues, man, the sisters. And, and that's that's kind of our challenge, man. One thing about us here on, on, on the uh, RIP28 podcast, we were all raised, you know, by strong men. You know, we had strong fathers in our lives, so we had examples on how to be a man. But, you know, it's kind of the challenge we like to put out to the other men out there. Let's step up and do something positive. Take some of the weight off of some of these sisters back, man. And be leaders and be the leaders that we're supposed to be in our community, in our household, man. I'm glad you said that. I'm sorry to cut you off, bro, yes. but I had to say that, man.
3: No, you good. You good. That was that was that was well said, well stated. And speaking to that point, I was going to ask Kyle, what what was some of the the um, setbacks you experienced when you were trying to get started? For those that are listening, that may be trying to get something off the ground that have had some setbacks and don't know where to turn or where to go next. What were some of the things that you had, some hurdles you had to get over as far as getting started with the things that you're involved with now?
4: Fear, fear, fear is the, the, the one thing, fear is the one word that will rob us of our opportunity to even try to do something like fear will tell you that you're not good enough. Fear will tell you that your mother was a failure, so you're gonna be a failure. Fear will tell you your daddy locked up, so nobody's gonna to listen to you because your father's not there. Fear will tell you 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 failed in your last business, will make you think your next business is gonna be successful. Fear will tell you that um, your significant other um, don't even believe in your dreams. Like fear will rob you of your opportunity to even try. And so you will just sit there being content with where you are in your current life. One thing about me is I had to get over like the the fear of what if nobody buys my book? What if nobody like what if I'm not able to inspire anybody? What if nobody comes to an event that I have once I got like beyond and past that part part of being afraid, being fearful? uh, Because then, too, on the flip side, you also have the fear. What if I'm really successful? Like, am I able to handle the success that might come as a result of me um, launching this business idea, launching this business. So once you remove fear out of your equation and you put in faith, because again, all you need is faith the size of a mustard seed and move mountains. All I did was had an idea and thought that I could do it. And then all I did was got, got people who were really good at what I was weak at, where I had deficiencies. Like I had a homeboy, Chris Sullivan. He knew all about the city, how to get permits. I didn't know none of that. I didn't even know who to go through. I plug him in to handle that. He did the press release. Melanie Williams. She was really good at getting people together, organizing, being very strategic. I'm not really good at that. i let her do it. Kyle, you need to speak. I can speak. Kyle, you need to bring people together. I can bring people together. Kyle, we yeah, need people. Yeah. I got people. So all I did was found people who were good at the places that I was weak at. And it was then able to take my dream and then help it become our reality because I never wanted to make it about me. So if you constantly make it about you and it's not about we, um, I think that's where people kind of mess up at, man. I want everybody to be successful. I don't want to just be successful. I don't want my son or my daughter to just be successful. I don't want just my household to be successful. I think it's enough out there for everybody to be successful. And I think that's what really has allowed me to build up good equity in my community, good equity throughout the state really good social currency on social media is because I never made it about Kyle. It was always about everybody else. <laughs> hey man,
1: that's that's great. right. That's
4: a great point, man. You know, I guess us as black men, you know,
1: we kind of been raised as, you know, competition, 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 but it's, it's about teamwork, man. Like you can be, you can be LeBron and lose to Golden State, or Dallas <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you got to have a good team together. You got to be able to trust people and not, Say, all right. If I teach him everything I know, he's gonna take my spot. You know, say so you gotta have good people with you all the yeah. time, and that that's what make things. That's what make the dream work. You know, teamwork so I mean, make the dream work. You, you got you got you got you got some good points out here, brother. I, I really like <laughs> that. I'm glad hey. we got you on.
3: Hey, shout out Millie Williams. She's from Columbia High. She graduated in class of '98. With me, her president. Okay.
2: Yeah, well, you said hey. the name, I was thinking was like, "Oh, I know Melanie Williams." <laughs> yeah, that's it, <laughs> Melanie. All
3: sound right. like, I'm sound
2: all like, world, boy. Sound like she should have been the president. <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, 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 I'm still working to get you fired from presidency, so you, <laughs> go hey, you know, out, it, it ain't gonna take much. <laughs> hey, Cal, I'm glad you said something about fear. I have a um yes lie. That's um. I have an uh, acronym for fear, um, face everything and rise. And I try to tell my team that everything won't be easy. It's never going to be easy. If it's too easy, you better be uh, you better be cognizant of what's going on because it's a trap on the other side.
1: Right. So
3: I always tell them you have to face it. You can't run from it. You can't defer from it. You have to face it because you're going to face it more than once. Right. If you go ahead and defeat it, you know what to expect. So, uh, I, I like what you said about fear because it takes a lot to step out to have that confidence to step out on your own because it can be can be fearful thinking, what if I failed and uh, how would that look to such and such or, or or whatever? So, we have to get over that fear. And not only that, but get over the fear of, like Chance said, somebody taking our job and not coming together because we have strength in numbers. Yeah. Like, where I'm weak, that's the best thing about working with a team where I'm weak, these guys are strong, and and right. you know we feed off of yeah, each other. Yeah, so yeah, that's what versa. makes everything yeah. work, and vice versa. And that's why things work together the way
4: it does. As though, as though.
2: So, Any, I got a question. So, um, I work with um a youth organization, the distinguished Gentlemen's Club, down in uh Charleston. Uh, for fear, like for how I do. I, I work with a lot of high school kids. Like, how do you reach high school kids and get them to not be fearful and at least try? Because a lot of times they don't. I feel like they're so fearful of not being successful that they just don't try at all. And then they don't have to worry about not failing. Right. And so any pointers for for uh, for working with uh, high school kids and uh, and getting them to overcome uh, uh, of
4: that fear, fear aspect? So so for, for starters, what, what I do with high school students, like if I have something that's a little bit more intimate, because a lot of times I go speak at a um, um, like a, a school wide assembly and it's 1300 students. So I can't really get as intimate where. But if I go and I'm speaking at like classrooms, I'll have them write down um, like, what are you really good at? What do you love doing? what would you do even if you wasn't getting paid to do it and then if you could um if you could like uh meet anybody in the world who would it be and why sometimes like that those type questions somebody might say I want to meet Oprah Winfrey why um because she's a billionaire whatever case might be and then I'll say well what is it about Oprah Winfrey being a billionaire do you know how she like acquired her wealth. And then it'll really just get them to start thinking. It'll get them to start looking deeper into what Oprah did. Because again, they just see Oprah the billionaire and they see that that surface level. They don't know that, you know, how she rose from the ranks up to where she is today. So then maybe something that resonates in Oprah's story might resonate in their story. You know, Oprah growing up in a small town um, in Alabama and her starting out Um, with a a show that got canceled and how she built up her um, empire and now how she had her her own open network. So maybe they might be like, yo, I want to be like a a actress or something. So then I find out also that's what you really want to do. Because oftentimes kids don't really know what they want to do when they're in high school. They, you know, you know, you kind of just going through school sports, like you don't, you you don't stop to kind of think like, what is it that I really want to do? Because Once you leave high school, you kind of, you, I don't care if you go to college, you like enter into like real world. Like that's a a swift transition. (laughs) Right. Right. So if you're not starting to have those internal conversations with yourself or somebody pulling that up out of you. So then now you can start being strategic and being intentional about what you are studying and what you're doing. Trying to find like my son, he got his own t-shirt line. Um, he also buys and sells shoes. He buy them at a kind of wholesale price. He get the 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 elite shoes that nobody can hardly get. He get these botnets and stuff, and, and 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 order shoes and get them and then he sell them and make like money off of it. That's something that he wants to do. But guess what? Guess what I found out, bro. My son, he if he could go to any college, again, his dream school is Duke. But if he could go to any college, he would want to go to Oregon. Why do you think he want to go to Oregon? Nike exactly
3: <laughs> my at son at wants
4: to design shoes i would have never got that had i not really dug deep into what is it that he really wants to do so i know that my son his ultimate dream is to maybe, maybe go to the nba but his ultimate dream is to like work for nike design the shoes so i think getting kids to really dig deep and to figure out like yo know, what is it that i really want to do and then not just on the surface level, but the other questions, will let you get to the root of what they ultimately want to do. And once you get to the root of anything, that's where you can then start working out to figure out um, how you can help get them there. And then right. if, again, if, if it's something like, yo, I want to start my own clothing line, show them how to design a shirt like my shirts, all my stuff like I design them on my own. Like I come up with the idea. I send them to my graphic designer. I, it cost me five dollars and fifty cents. I sell them for $25. I make a prop, like, I show people how to make, like, like money doing it the right way.
1: Yeah, hey, Kyle. But for real though, your boy bought him like that. He need to come on play with Penny Hardaway at the University of Memphis. Hey, too much scandal.
3: hey, hey, too much scandal. Hey, too much scandal, Kyle. we're not putting ourselves in hey, there. I'm
1: going <laughs> to hit him up this week and tell him to go and give him a holler.
3: Yeah. Hey, Kyle. I got a, i have a um a boys group at my school we're called young men of distinction and i i see that you wrote a book about your the mentality changing what 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 what's the first step you would you would take to changing the mentality of of so, a group of young men i have about 35 to 40 when everybody's there what's the first step to changing the mentality of third through fifth graders that think that may think the only way out of the hood is through drugs or through sports. How do we change that mentality?
4: We, we first, we first change it by like getting them to change themselves. Cause you can't change, you can't change anyone else. You can't change your environment. You can't change your community. You can't change your city, your County. You can't change anything until you first change the way you think. And then once you change the way you think, then things around you begin to change. That's, like, the beauty and that's the the ugliness. Like, that's the magic in, like, changing your mindset. So, for one, getting them to, uh, like, I hated reading when I was a kid. I could not read when I was, like, in the third and fifth grade. Like, you know, and I don't know if schools do it like this now, but they would, like, call everybody in a row and you would have to read the next yeah. paragraph. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I would get sick all of a sudden. I would have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, I would have to go see the nurse. And then my teacher asked me one day, she said, Kyle, I noticed that every time it's time for you to read, you will raise your hand. And I said, because I, I can't read. I had to change my mindset on how I saw um, me not being able to read because I felt like I was being I was embarrassed. I felt like kids laughed at me. And they did. Um, so I had to change, like, my mindset. And it was something as simple as, like, understanding how to break a word down. I didn't understand a prefix, a suffix. I didn't know how to put, like, words together. So when I read, I read like I was really remedial. Like, I was really, really, really slow. So I think for kids, man, once you change your mindset, and that can be anything. Um, like, you know the saying, stop crying over spilled milk. Yeah, all right. Okay, I spilled the milk. I ain't crying no more. But what can you do to make sure that you don't spill the milk again? Um Hold on, y'all. Sorry about that. My sister called. Um, But like changing your mindset on on, like just that type of analogy. Getting kids to know that, yo, I don't care what you're currently going through, right? All I care about is what you're trying to do with the next part of your life. Because I had a daughter when I was 16 in 10th grade. My mentor was Reverend Senator Clemente Pinkney. Senator Pinkney, he lost his life on June uh, 17, 2015 at Mother Emanuel. That was my mentor. He took me under his wings when i was just 15 in the 10th grade he said to me he said kyle i don't care because i told him i said man i'm i'm about to have a daughter like like i'm like i might have to drop out of school he said "Nah," he said i don't care about what happened right now in your life all i care about is kyle what you're going to do with the rest of your life so he changed my mindset on how i view becoming a teenage dad at 16 in the 10th grade so i think it's up to us as teachers as community um, advocates, as people who work with students to help kids change their mindset. Because sometimes they're not going to be able to do it on their own without a little bit of assistance, without pushing them, without like always talking to them. Like I I, I never could understand why my basketball and football coaches got on me when I made small mistakes in practice. Right. I could I can never understand. (laughs) I'm like, man, it's just practice, man. Like, why are you getting on me? Because I made these small mistakes. But it was because they were preparing me for something bigger, for something greater in life. And that's what coaches do. And that's why I'm so indebted to my coaches. I still remember, man, Coach Faber, Coach Lonnie Roberts, like my coaches, they got on me. But when I think back on it in hindsight, they got on me for a reason. So I think as as teachers, as educators, as community leaders, motivational speakers, it's our job to get on kids and not just get on them like we that parent but to get on them and hold them accountable because they're going to look back over their life. And they're going to say, man, if it wasn't for my fifth grade teacher, um, like I would not be the person that I am today. And I'm the byproduct of teachers that really just saw something in me that I didn't see within myself. And they saw the potential and who I can become.
3: I like that. I like that, man. I just see a lot of, um, a lot of challenges with the, the young men that I uh mentor at school so I just wanted to kind of you know reach out and see and get another perspective I appreciate that Kyle
4: hey and and and, and, and I, I do I forgot I what need school
3: a, Mill Creek I need to get a a group set of that book and I'll talk to you about yeah. that further and,
4: well let's, and, I, and I would love I would love to come and, and even speak to your kids speak to your team I do a lot of I, I go and speak at a lot of Um, teams Keenan before they play their state championship, Scott's branch. Like they bring me in for their girls and train them in the summer. Like, and that's when they started winning those state titles, Dutch fork. I speak at their athletic banquets. You see their football team. Well, you see just Dutch fork period. Um, Like schools like that, they understand what it means to like get kids to change their mindset and get them to see things differently, understand what culture is like building a culture in your 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 organization. Um so I would love to like come speak to your school, speak to your your team and really just help get them to that next level.
0: Well well it's a good yeah, thing. Yes sir. You, I certainly appreciate it. It's a good thing you just talked about you you spoke a little bit about your book, man. Um how how can how can everybody out there, how can all our listeners, you know he is a a bestseller. He's on that bestseller list, you know. How yeah. how can the people get your your book you know how how will we go about buying your book
4: yeah man it's on it's on it's on it's on amazon and i and i was just about to say and i'm gonna put people on game too everybody got a story everybody got a book in them it's just about if you're gonna take the time to write it i self-published both of my books the first one a mentality changer the second one i did with my daughter who i had when i was 16 um she just graduated from columbia college last may Um, She got a degree in business administration, a minor in leadership. We wrote a book together. Um, But I said all that to say is we took our story. We wrote it together. We did a social media fast with our church last January. We was on, we was off social media for like 30 days. We went to the library for every single day of the week, except for the weekends. And we wrote for like three or four hours. that was January. February, we got it edited. March 26th, we had a book launching. I'm saying that to tell somebody that's listening, bro, you can write your own book. You can self-publish your own book. I'm like Master P with it, bro. I sling it out of my my trunk. Like (laughs) that book cost me $3.15. I sell it for $20. I make almost a $16.85 profit off of every single book. I buy it wholesale. I sell it retail. Like I built it on a, And I did it on a platform. It's called KDP Publishing, KDP Publishing. It's a Amazon is the parent company, because if you all remember, Amazon started out as just a company to sell books. Mm -hmm. It has ballooned and morphed into what it is now, a trillion dollar company. But it started out as selling books. You can get on KDP. It does not cost you a dime. It walks and holds your hand through how to self publish a book. Now, what I did that I'm really good at was I was able to then market market it and then brand it. But you can self-publish. You can write your own book and you can have a book on Amazon and you can get people to write reviews and give their honest feedback and opinion about your book. And guess what? You too can become an Amazon bestseller. So again, I told you, it's never about me. Like you can go on Amazon and buy my book, but I don't want you to just go on Amazon to buy my book. I want to go on Amazon and then buy your book. And I yeah. just gave you the blueprint. I gave you the secret. Well, it ain't a secret. Well, if it's a secret, you know now. KDB Publishing. Go on there. It's free to sign up. It's free to put your book in. You upload a Word document. You put the graphics. Like they hold your hand and tell you what you have to do. You do. You get an ISBN number. You don't have to pay for it. And then you too can have your own book on Amazon. Oh, okay.
1: Rip twenty eight podcast. The story comes the- in.
4: It's coming, no, soon, yeah. man. it's coming soon. It's coming soon, man. Yo, hey, yo, that's that's really soon. dope. Every all y'all can then share, like, write a part of, of of like a book, right? Put it together. Maybe it's on your childhood, maybe it's on how y'all got to y'all different parts of your like business life and social life. Y'all write that. Uh like all of y'all become an author. Y'all find a price point. Like, bro y'all, y'all, you can do it.
3: Hey, the merch coming soon, Kyle. The I'm merch glad- is coming soon. Rip twenty-eight podcast. I need a shirt.
4: I like the shirt. I like hey, the colors of the shirt.
3: We got you,
0: We well, got you. We got you. We definitely we won't take a pause right there and let the let the Hi. Sorry to interrupt you. But this is Sly from the RIP28 podcast. Man, I got to tell you about something. I got to tell you about Kyle A. Green, this dynamic young brother. He's from Savannah, Georgia, but currently living in Columbia, South Carolina. He is a motivator. He is a speaker. He, he could be a prophet for all I know. But this man has it all, and he wants to share some of that information with you. All you need to do is go to Amazon.com and type in his name, cal a green or you can just type in Cal green and that's green with the e and you'll find his two books he has two books that could change your life two books that could help you the first one hashtag father daughter goals that's a book that he wrote with his young daughter and they talked about their relationship and how their bond was formed go and check that out for anybody is a father with a daughter or you know a father who has a daughter check that book out Go and get it from Amazon and go and send it to that father-daughter combo. And also, if you want to improve something about yourself, you want to make yourself a little bit better, go and check out his first book, The Mentality Changer. Go and check it out. The Mentality Changer, a journey to help change how you once thought about you. Check that book out. Go and get it from Amazon.com. Type in Kyle Green, and that's green with the E, so you can make yourself a better person. And this is from the RIP 28 podcast. People know how LeBron hold that cup back up in a second, man. We do have merchandise now. We are the RIP 28 podcast. You can go and hit us on our Gmail. You can hit us in Twitter. You can hit us at our Instagram. And uh, get some uh, – you can buy the mug. Buy the mug. We have the and mug and the T-shirt. The mug and the shirts.
1: And a, and are pretty. I'll yeah, tell you yeah, that. I'm telling you, man. That's hard.
0: Look at it, man. That shirt make LeBron look good, up, good man. We
3: ripping it up.
0: Our shirt, our shirts <laughs> do miracles.
3: Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, the only reason I look bad is because we got the Splash Brothers on here today. That's the only
1: reason. I look bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who? Who's who Steph? Uh, who? Who Clay?
4: <laughs>
3: hey, 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 Jawan, Steph, and um, Kyle Clay. Uh, they, both shit. Shit. they can both shoot yeah, that man. thing. Hey, hey, Kyle, the chances on um, pres el president is Draymond
0: <laughs> <laughs> Now you you know it's it's interesting. You you bring up the Splash Brothers now because not only is Cal a uh, you know a vaunted author, you know a heralded, heralded author, a heralded speaker, he's also uh known in the, in the training circles, circles in the AAU circles yeah. with his uh, basketball skills. Man, he he's uh trained a few fellas out there and he has a he has a son who's who, who's pretty damn good. He's pretty damn good, man. How, how did you get how did you get into into that field also, man?
4: So my dad he he was a basketball coach at Buford High for like 40 years, right? And my grandfather, he was a coach. Um I remember my son when he started playing uh basketball in the in like League. he might have was Six, I guess that's when you start playing rec. But he would go to like y'all know Pooh, right? James Abrams, yeah, that's that old yeah brother, man. Oh, yeah. that's our big brother. Pooh, Pooh is the goat of training. Mm-hmm. So um, Pooh is who my son been going to since he was four. And so when people always kind of be like, "Yo, how's KJ so fundamental?" Like, bro, I'm sending KJ to Pooh, who came up under George Glimp, and everybody yes, knows, like that story. Yes, sir. Shout um, out, shout out the hoopology. So, so, hoopology yeah bro like kj was going since he was four and um and so he just took a liking to basketball you know how when you're a parent you put your kids we put them in t-ball we put them in soccer swimming you know basketball football and he just fell in love with basketball and he, he was so good um we would always play him up like a year or two because he would just dominate his his age and so i started uh a AU team. Well, I, I went with the Capital City Vipers, but I start. I wanted to coach a 2023 team, knowing my son was 2024 20, kid. So I wanted to always have him play up against kids that were bigger, stronger, faster, um, and it kind of paid off. And so everybody would be like, "Yo, how can I get my son like yours?" You know, everybody said that with Rick. How can I get my son like yours? I'm like, "Yo, we come in the gym and we train." So KJ was like, "Yo, Dad, if you if you start a basketball training." He was like, you can charge people 5 or $10, and then you can buy me some KDs and LeBrons. That was. <laughs> that.
0: <laughs>
4: That's right. So I was like, yo, like, I can start this. So I, I talked to Blythewood, and I can remember when Blythewood Park, right, when we would go and play, like, so, you know, directly you would not go play, like, uh, Hopkins. You would then play mm-hmm. people over at Eastover, Kaufman mm-hmm. Road, um, and you play people, like, throughout... Kaufman Road will beat everybody and I was like dang like why can't we not beat Kaufman Road and those kids that they they breed down there raised are special like good they plan. just really good. good right they different that's so my area like, no. down here so you already know the type of kid I'm talking mm-hmm. about so what we had to do was we had to make sure and this was what I was thinking I was like the way that we can beat those kids because they're more athletic is if we become more um, skilled, if we become mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. like uh, de- developed. So I started a training academy. I call it Elite Fundamentals. Um, I started with the team that I had. It was six kids. And then when we went back to the, the Winter League, everybody was like, dang, how did these kids get so good? And it was like, yo, I sent them to this cow guy at Blythewood, Bro, before COVID happened, I had the biggest basketball training academy in Columbia. I was training between 50 to 60 kids every Tuesday and Thursday at Blythwood Park, mm-hmm. I would have parents who would say, "Yo, I know my son or daughter will never play basketball in middle school, high school, or anything, but I just want to have my kids up under your wing." I had Asian kids, I had um, white kids, I had the black kids, I had kids who were on freaking uh, chess clubs. Parents just wanted their kids around me because I started changing their mindset on how they thought. Like I would say, like if you shoot, hold your follow through, and I was like, make sure you hold your follow through and and even holding your follow through, if you give somebody your word when you get older, because all you got at the end of the day is your word. So make sure you always follow through on the work. Like I would take oh, something yeah. like oh, holding yeah. your follow through and then changing it into like making sure that you keep your word. And parents just fell in love with it. So I grew that into what it was. Man, that, that's what's up, man. Hey,
1: I, I I speak this all the time. And I, I bet LeBron said the same thing too. Man, sports is the epitome of life. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. If everything you go through, adversity, you're going you're gonna to have bad games, you're going to lose, you're going to win, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows. But, you know, that teach you about life and that helps you get prepared. And I mean, I, I use sports analogies all the time when I'm talking so, to yeah. people. You know what I mean? It, <laughs> it, just, it just translates so good. It's just like, man, it, it's right. that's, that's what it is, man. So, I mean, you can use that in any
4: setting in the world. Anything, you know? Anything. And then, as a re- and then as a result, my son getting all that training, it kind of just helped him really good, man. Uh, we we super blessed, man. I, I tell kids all the time. I'm like, bro, make sure you say your prayers, and you always thank God for your like athletic ability, your skills, because even though we train a lot, I'm like, bro, like I don't ever want you to think that you just got them by happenstance. I'm like, man, God saw something in you he deposited that into you like you super smart i like yo always just thank god um for your for your athletic ability and we blessed man he the number 2 player in the state for 2024 he the number 1 point guard um in the state the kid is like really super duper dynamic and um i just really thank god like i'm just uh you know i, I i'm i'm his dad and i'm just enjoying everything oh, yeah. I the kid wait. he's it's
3: supposed it. to be he's supposed to you're supposed to be proud. Kyle, you're doing a good job with him, man. I've had the pleasure of watching him play when he was younger. So, keep doing what you're doing, man. It's a proud moment. You should be proud.
0: Appreciate the kid, that, kid is cold, Appreciate man. He, he is cold, man. I, yes, sir. I got one coming up, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, I got me a four-year-old monster. You're about <laughs> about <laughs> he, he going to be ready, man. He's going to be I, ready. I, he like
0: 6'2
1: already <laughs> at 4'. <four. laughs> <laughs>
3: Hey, he challenged me this weekend, play me one-on-one, play me one-on-one. I said, all
0: right, now you better watch out. I don't you didn't know <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, you got to pound them in the ground, man, hey, till t- they get too big. And then once once they get to the spot where they beat you the first time, that's the last time you play them. Don't play them no more. Never play them one-on-one again the after they you beat play. you. That's <laughs> my daddy. That's it, man. <laughs> right. Right. The golden gun- the- rule, which is it. Like- <laughs> man, you know, I, I'm glad. I'm glad that you you do so much with athletics, man. Because all of us, man, all of us on the Rip Twenty Eight podcast, our whole conglomerate, man, all eight of us, we're all former athletes. You know, most of us on the collegiate level, definitely all of us on the uh, you know the high school level. But like Chance said, man, it's just awesome. so many life lessons. So many life lessons you learn out there on that court, on that football field. You know, just so many life lessons you learn, and so that's what that's i I'm a big, a big proponent of our uh, high school sports. I mean, I'm be honest. High school sports pays a lot of my bills. You know, because I, I call I call games. You know, I've been doing play by play for the past almost twenty years. So high school sports pays a lot of my bills, but I still appreciate the the life lessons that that you learn out there on that court or out there on that football yeah. field. And to hear you say you incorporate life lessons into your training it makes me kind of upset that my son didn't in Columbia because I w- I would love to send him down there you know to, to some of your training in, in in Columbia. Now, do you still you still train out of the COVID? It's kind of clearing up, or how how does that work?
4: Well, until so the parks and rec they start to let people back in, but because my class was like so big they you're still not able to like socially distance it even though you can go to like sunny's and everybody kind of in their training i guess the parks and rec really don't want you know any type of liability um on their hands so i've not had the green light yet to start back so hopefully um you know more vaccines getting people armed hopefully the death tolls come down and hopefully i can start it back um in the fall i'm hoping maybe winter
0: okay 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 but, that sounds good. That sounds yeah, good. Need man. to get with
1: LeBron. He he, he, on, he on that training stuff too, man. So, you know, yeah, bro, I, we might
3: do, do,
4: do, do something together. Yeah. Hey, man,
3: it sounds good. I'm always willing to work in, and and help the community in any way I can, man. And the
4: the Le- I used Le- to train
3: with old Terry Dozier, Kyle.
4: Oh yeah, no, another another yeah. another uh statue, a legend in the community. Yes
3: sir we was over there at the um uh Elevate Basketball Camp. I used to help him and his daughter and and um run that. So yeah yeah, yeah. any way I can help man
1: just, I'm willing just... to help just make sure you do all the stuff by going left, cause LeBron can't go left.
3: Get it out, boy. You uh, you will find a fine
1: way to throw a jam. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I can't help hey. it. Now. Can't hey, help. But I'm like, hey,
3: I got that Mayweather shoulder though. I'm just giving it to him, the Mayweather
0: man. Hey, Bron, Bron, but but they couldn't stop you from going right though. That's the problem. You might could only go right, but they couldn't stop it.
3: Hey, if I decide to go
0: there, Slide, you know what it was. I was getting to the cup, but they could, like yeah. that was a good one, man. That was a good one. I like it, man. All right, man, man. Here's oh man, here's the thing, man. We're running close to time, man. Kyle, man, we can sit up here and we can talk to you for hours, man. But we try to keep this thing underneath an hour and, and we getting close we getting close to that magical moment, man. But we are so proud, so glad to have you on our show, man. Um can 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 you give out all your socials and how we can reach how, how our listeners can reach you and get in touch with you if they need to get in touch with you for some of your speaking engagements or just, you know, the hit they hear a word of the day from you, man. How how can the people get in touch with you?
4: All right, so yo, know, I end every 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 message I, I end with this. And I'm gonna end, I'm gonna end the show with this. So success in your life doesn't just happen. Every morning you wake up, you're given another opportunity to make it happen. Success is simply a mindset. And those who think that they can become successful, many times do. While those who think that they can't, many times don't. How are you thinking? How do you view your current situation? Is it success or is it a failure? Are you basing your success on those around you? And if you are, who's to say that they're even successful? Quit looking into the mirror of others, trying to find a reflection of what your success looks like. Your success looks like you. You own your success. And if you stay off into your mirror long enough and you don't like what's reflecting back at you, only you, not your mother, not your brother, not your sister, your cousin. So do something in your life that has never been done. Do something in your life that has never. wherever it is that you desire to be. Yes yeah. business. I mean one day you own I your own business. own All these things you can and you can do the impossible if only you believe in the endless possibilities. That's around you but first you just got to be willing to reach out to instagram facebook type in kyle green um you want me to come speak it's kyle uh at kyleagreen.com hopefully i'm not freezing too bad but if i am man take it for love we had an awesome 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 call man um awesome podcast now he's frozen uh can y'all hear me yeah you you're good you're good keep talking oh okay all right nah nah so that's it man so yeah reach out to me on um instagram facebook i'm on twitter you can follow me man i follow everybody back if i can come to your school um if i can come to your organization you got a nonprofit, just let me know man i go speak any and everywhere churches and all prisons and all
1: definite pleasure to talk to you man we're gonna have to get you back on the show again because uh like i said time time just flies by and uh you know we need we need a little more of that motivation so Hey, appreciate it,
4: man. Appreciate y'all guys.
0: Man, we appreciate it, man. This is the Rip Twenty Eight Podcast, man. Once again, it's a podcast where a few friends can get together and we can talk about a few things. Now, some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like, but we're gonna keep on talking about it on the Rip Twenty Eight Podcast. We'll see you next week. That's
1: right. mm. Mm. That tea was good, Juwan.
2: I ain't have tea. I had uh, electrolytes today. Oh,
1: okay.
2: Yeah, for electrolytes. <laughs> <laughs> I sweat a lot when I run, so I gotta put the, put the electrolytes back in. like true light skin.